0: Welcome to Change Nation, I'm Ariane, and today I'm very excited to have the fabulously talented Lisa Nichols. For those of you who saw The Secret, Lisa is one of the bright, shining experts in that best-selling movie. She's also a world-class speaker. She is the author of a New York Times best-selling book, No Matter What. And she's also what I call a change optimist. She's someone who has navigated a lot of change in her own life, always found the positive, and a certain used her life experience to be able to inspire and help other people. So we're incredibly excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much, Ariane. I'm excited to be with you. And Hello, everyone. So, Lisa, for those who might not be familiar with you or your journey, your story, give us a couple of highlights
1: of this extraordinary life that you've had <laughs> to this point. And
0: it's far from being over, that I know. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I was that student um, that didn't show up anywhere on the radar. I was a C student. On my best day, I was a C-plus student. So I was that kid that didn't quite figure out what she wanted to do or what she was good at or um, what life was going to look like after school. Uh, so I was the one who just sort of went by, the, dis- the-, the invisible student. Uh, so there wasn't any excelling in any area. And early in my life, I realized that um, I was a people pleaser. I wanted everyone to like me at any cost, even at the cost of my own joy and my own um, happiness. I wanted to be liked by my friends and I wanted to be liked and told and shown my beauty by men. Those brought some pretty interesting experiences that really caused me to um, get to such a place of actually emptiness that I had to stop and realize that no one else can fill my tank but me. And when I started that journey, the journey wasn't started out of a desire to be super wonderful in in the world and to be a super achiever. Really, my journey started as a way of saving myself. It was very personal. Um, I didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be a motivational or inspirational speaker or a transformational coach. I just needed to change myself.
0: Lisa, how do you think of
1: yourself today?
0: How do you describe yourself?
1: A change agent. I'm a change agent. I believe that I am uh, America's permission, or well, international permission slip um, to do whatever, however, whenever, with whomever. Uh, I am a, an example of, you know, the little engine that could. It's like the, the, the engine that didn't have the best um, mechanics, didn't have the best tires, but the, the little engine just wouldn't stop that's, that's what I believe I'm an example about, that um, with whatever you've been given. So I love the permission engine. What is something that you've given yourself permission
0: to do mm. that in your wildest dreams you didn't think you would actually get done? Because I think people need to hear that they're allowed to think big, that they do have permission. And if, if you're the one to give them permission,
1: even yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that question. Um, and it's, I'm going to give you something really big and I'm going to give you something really personal. That's also really big for me. Um, One was um, I received a fail in English. And my English teacher told me that I was the weakest writer she'd ever met in her entire life. I hope you wrote to her and said I'm a New York Times bestselling author. No, I trust (laughs) she'll see it on the list (laughs) and she'll see the book with my face in the stores. But for me to give myself permission to write a bestseller and to expect it to be a bestseller while I was writing it, that's one huge And then the other thing that I gave myself permission that I really thought for 10 years, 13 years, that I'd never do was to lose 35 pounds. That um, I was obese for a long time. I put on weight um, as a jacket to cover my heart. Um, After being hurt in so many relationships, I realized that um, I needed to protect myself. And that the weight was the answer that wasn't the answer. But it was the best answer I had at the time. And I didn't even know that I was doing it for that reason. You know how you try, I replace one pain for another pain. And um, so recently in the last year, year and a half, I I got to the core. Writing the book actually helped me um, because I wrote a chapter called Why Do I Wear This Jacket? And I really had to look at it. And I made a commitment when I finished the chapter in the book that by the time the book came out that I would have taken off the jacket to some level so that was a big permission for myself personally to take off my jacket called weight so for a lot of people you're a huge success people look at you
0: and probably think wow she's really done it for people who are watching this listening to this who really don't feel anywhere close to being a success
1: Mm -hmm. don't even know how to start right what's the first thing you tell them Number one is um, success is personally defined by everyone. Um, And as you're creating success, create holistic success. Um, My my biggest successes are the things that people don't even see. It's the fact that my 14-year-old son calls me his best friend to his friends. That's bigger. That's bigger than any book deal that you can give me. That's bigger than sitting across from Larry King or beside Oprah. That my 14-year-old son calls me his best friend. Um, creating holistic success is really important. I would say first get in the mirror. You t- I, we talked earlier about giving yourself permission. The first place I went was the mirror. It, it'll sound a little hokey. It'll feel a little. It'll feel a little funny. But get in the mirror and. I always say, and this is in chapter, I think, one or two in the book, like start a relationship with yourself, that we're so outside of ourselves, we're so into serving others and being something for other people that I I would encourage you to begin being what you need to be for yourself. There are three sentences that have been my guiding post over the last 15 years, and I still do them in the mirror, Ariane, and that's to get in the mirror, to look in your eyes, to get comfortable with being with you, and to complete these three sentences. Number one, I'm proud that you, and find seven things to be proud of yourself for. And number two, I forgive you for. Begin cutting the shackles attached to um, failure, blame, shame, guilt, and anger, and just forgive yourself for seven different things, all the way 20 years back. Then the third and final sentence to complete, that helps you to get grounded in what holistic success looks like is I commit to you that, and make a new commitment every day.
0: What was your commitment
1: today? My commitment today in the mirror, the bathroom mirror right here in New York with you, was I commit to you to stay true to self. I commit to show up and give people your true light. I commit to you, Lisa, to love you no matter what happens today. And I commit to show up and not play small for the world. And that was my commitment this morning.
0: Well, we acknowledge you for that. I'm definitely going to try this and take this on, Lisa. What's this? This whole show podcast is really about helping people make changes, face changes. Mm -hmm. I always like asking people, "What's the hardest change you've ever had
1: to go through?" I've had several, so I don't know if one's harder than the other because they all felt grueling. Um, One of the hardest changes that I had to go through was forgiving my ex-fiance for um, emotionally and physically abusing me. And though he was nowhere around, I've never seen him again, being willing to release the anger so that love can take its place and not making um, him wrong because he was the abuser and not making me just the victim because I was the person being abused. But to truly at my core level when no one else was looking to forgive him in those moments, to find compassion for him. It still brings tears to my eyes right now, just being able to love him without wanting to ever be in his space again, and to be able to love me and recognize that I was at a place that um, was, debt, was lonely. And so I, I chose um, unhealthy. What happened when you did forgive him? Oh my gosh! And what's crazy is that he wasn't around. He was gone. It was no one else would know. It was just a, it was just me. Um, when I forgave him, I I'm, I teach healing, and when I forgave him, I became the person being healed. So more of Lisa became available. What I realized was that um, anger and 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 hatred is like oil and water in a glass, they won't ever mix. And if the oil is the hatred and the water is love, if I'm angry at someone, I can never fill that space in myself with love. And so when I forgave him, more of Lisa became available to serve, to teach, to love, to be loved, to love myself. That this part of my body, let's say, you know, 3% percent of inside three percent of my body was no longer um, hostage to anger. Now that three percent of me was available to what's next. And it was um, it was freeing. I felt like I had grown, having nothing to do with him being around. Most people think that forgiveness is about making the other person right or partnering their behavior or saying it's okay to do it again or saying I was wrong. This has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with, I want the what's best for me, and I need to make more of me available. When you look
0: at what's happened for you today, did you have an intention? Did you have a clear goal? Did you just ask God to take you on a journey? Because I think a lot of people are like, I need to have three goals, right. I need to have a vision You board. mean, did I have clarity? <laughs> did did you I know, know where here? you were going? Did you have an... A sort of outcome that you wanted your life to be about that was guiding you or was it more trusting and vague but what, it was what?
1: a little bit of both it, it, well a lot of both I think not even a little I had a horizon I in chapter uh, nine I talk about your highest choice muscle developing your highest choice muscle and my highest choice muscle is developed like I know that my life my life's work is about encouraging healing and inspiring people That's what my life's work is about. And that anyone that comes across my path, my life's mission is to inspire, heal, or encourage them in some small way. So that's my mission. That's my highest choice muscle. Now, everything else was unwavering faith with God saying, okay, that's my mission. I've said yes to you. I've said yes to my champion inside of me to do that work. Now, show me how. You know, and so um, I didn't get here with huge leaps and huge deals. I got to this place sitting across from you, the life that I live right now, um, I'm about to do a television show. I got to this place with a bunch of little yeses that all just felt right. And when I would say yes to something that didn't feel right, i just step back, I'd redirect, accept, forgive, love, and move in the right direction.
0: So I want to I get to the book. I have one question before. For someone who has a dream, maybe it's to write a book. Mm-hmm. How do you start? A lot of the
1: times people go, I just, I know what I want. I just don't know how to start. Absolutely. Um, you know, I get that question so much. I, I think I've gotten that question over 3,000 times in the last um, 18 months. <clears throat> one of the things I would say is find someone that can coach you. Find someone that can navigate you through the potholes and around the disappointments, and you know through the fear storms. Find someone that can do that. Um, it's funny you should say that because I've just I've just started coaching, writing, and speaking. I've never done it before, but I feel like because of the people, all the people asking me for guidance. That, to me, the, my community tells me what I should be doing. And my community's telling me that I should be coaching now and speaking and writing. So I actually have just, we're, we'll be launching in a couple of months, um, uh, speaking and writing telecourse. But also to write your dedication first. Most people wait to the end to write their dedication. Write your dedication first so that that will be your inspiration to go. And then write the results of the book. Write what's going to happen with people after because they read it. Because now you're attaching yourself to the end. You're beginning with the end in mind. That'll be your driving factor. That's beautiful. So let's talk about this best-selling book. Where did you get the title from? No matter what. I was born and raised in South Central Los Angeles. I lived between the Harlem Crip 30s and the Roland 60s. Those are not cheerleading squads, by the way. (laughs) I was considered academically challenged 12 years of my school experience. Um, dark skin, full lips, round hips, and an afro, was not considered what beauty looked like for a long time. And so my life was about as a little girl, as a 12-year-old girl, as a 16-year-old girl, As a 21-year-old woman saying, I'm going to live my dreams no matter what. I'm going to get out of the ghetto no matter what. My family was considered 100% under the poverty line. I would say, I'm going to create a life of abundance where there is no lack in my life no matter what. I've picked poorly in relationship after relationship after relationship after relationship. And I still said, I deserve a healthy, loving, centered relationship no matter what. So, Ariane. I just kept saying, no matter what, like the little engine that could. And so the one thing I knew about this book when I wrote it was the title. I didn't know. I might not have known the chapters, but I knew the title. As a matter of fact, my publisher wasn't sure about the title. And I said, oh, oh, the title of the book is going to be called No Matter What. No Matter What. (laughs) Stay true to who you are. Yeah.
0: What's a no matter what for you in the future?
1: Mm, Um... Personally, I'm going to maintain a healthy body, no No matter matter what. Uh, I'm going to allow myself to experience love, no matter what, from my girlfriends, from my family, romantically. But I'm going to allow myself to remain available to love, no matter what. I'm going to prioritize my family, no matter what, no matter how big my celebrity gets. My family is first. My God is first, no matter what. Lisa, I love the way you
0: structured the book. It was really around different muscles that we all have. I mean, in in the first three days, the book that I wrote, I talk about the change muscle. Yes, I saw that. I was was excited about it. I was like, you know, I believe that we're born with these things and we've been given them. It's just a lot of times we don't know we have them. So I'd love you to pick a few of the muscles that you feel really people need to probably get out of their blind spot and just be reminded that they have, they've been using them all along. Absolutely.
1: Um, The first and foremost, I believe, is your understanding muscle because it can help navigate us through times like this. Your understanding muscle allows you to see the gift that may have come wrapped in sandpaper, the thing that you didn't ask for, the relationship ending too soon or not ending soon enough. The job that's not the way you want it or that has disappeared so that you're available for something else. Um, the children that test your patience and allow you to tap into unconditional love. Like in the moment of despair, discourage, or frustration, what's the gift that occurs in your character? That w- When that gift is unveiled, that's the only way you'll get through it. Or go back to something in your past that you've been holding on to and go into that moment and find the gift. How has that situation made you a better person? And then your take action muscle. Most people talk about change, they think about change, and they strategize about change. They're just not in action about change. The 300 million people that read The Secret or saw The Secret are looking for the action attached to the secret. So I would say, develop your, your take action muscle. That's also a great chapter. And then a key chapter, and as I shared with you earlier, that changed my life was developing your forgiveness muscle, being willing to release something old so that you can hold on to something new. Do men and women
0: have different access to these muscles? Have you found a difference? Not at all.
1: Not at all. I believe that women allow themselves to emote out loud, so they'll a- attach the emotion out loud to the to the muscle, whereas men are more internal about the feelings that they have attached to the muscles, um, but those muscles are still applicable. Those same muscles can push forward a man's life as well as a woman's life. One of the things I love about um, what I'm hearing about the book um, is how it's also helping relationships that for the relationships that, that, t- that decide to do the action steps together at the end of each chapter. I've, we've gotten probably over 200 emails. The book hasn't been out 60 days, just from couples who said it allowed us to go to a place we've never gone to before, both men and women.
0: One of the things I love in the book, too, is you have a lot of references to you're not alone. Yes. And I believe that's one of the main messages people to hear. How how has it been important to remind people that they're not alone? It's just such a key message for people to
1: know right now. Yes, the number one diagnosis today is depression. And they say the number one reason for depression is that we feel alone. And uh, so when we know we're not alone, all of a sudden we feel the sense of community to get through it together. And there's this comradeness. That's the power of team. That's why the coaches rally the team before. That's why you rah, rah. That's why you come together. You don't ever start a team event solo. You don't ever start a team event as an individual. You start it as a unit. And so what if we can do life as a team? What if you knew that I'm here for you and I've gone through the same things that you're going through right now and I'm going to cheerlead you all the way to the finish line, when you know that all of a sudden you believe that if you don't have the faith for yourself, you can borrow your teammates' faith. You can borrow your teammates' resiliency. And in some moments, Ariane, you won't have everything you need. You'll have it, but you won't know you have it. And in those moments, that's when I'm not alone feels good, because that's when you can borrow a community even a community that you just know are reading the same book just know already there are 50,000 people who are reading this book who are checking those I'm not alone boxes with you you haven't met them yet but they're there it just feels better as you're navigating through your life's mm-hmm. speed bumps are one of the
0: things i I read about you is how committed you are to helping teenagers mm-hmm which is just such an extraordinary generation coming through. Mm. Where's where's the passion to help mm. them and what's the message that you want to give that mm. that
1: beautiful group? Well, I have to say long before I was the no matter what lady Before I was a secret lady, and before I was a chicken soup lady, I have been the teen lady, and I will always be the teen lady. My company, Motivating the Teen Spirit, teaches teens how to fall madly in love with themselves and how to make integrity-based decisions. And I don't know if you can tell, my, my eyes just lit up as you, like, yay, I get to talk about it. As a teenager, I have... I have an amazing mother and father, and a really cool brother, and I was still doubtful. I was still confused. I was still angry. I was still undecided. I was, and I was. I had a good family, and so I. I remember at 19, uh, I recalled being molested, and it was so painful that I spun into this dark depression that no one knew about. And I was in my bathroom, and I had a handful of pills about to commit suicide, and. I didn't do it, obviously, and I fell to the floor and I said, God, if you can pull me through this dark time, I promise I'll spend a lifetime helping other teens. And so today I'm keeping good on my promise. But what I also know is as of June of 08, my company has touched the lives of over 110,000 teens, and we have prevented on record as of June of 08, 3,052 teen suicides. And I know that every single one of those teens wanted to live. They wanted something greater. They just needed to find out how. How do I put a voice to this feeling? How do I set better boundaries? How do I move myself out of an uncomfortable situation without losing cool points? How do I stop this negative self-talk in my head? Oh, by the way, Adults can use all this too, but I figured if we get it at 15, then at 50, we're not struggling so much. At 35, we haven't made as many poor decisions because we didn't learn it at 15. And so um, we, motivating the teen spirit, um, is committed to teaching teens how to make integrity-based decisions in their own language without talking at them, but being with them.
0: So for a teenager who might be watching this, yes. and they're really not feeling too great about life, yes. what's, what's one thing you know that really has an impact on teens when they hear it, especially coming
1: from you? Yes. Um, the one thing I know uh, that has an impact is for them to know you are enough, just as you are. No apologies for your choices. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know everything in this moment. And it's important for you to get connected with you. I know it'll sound hokey pokey, but go to the mirror, look into your own eyes, and complete those three sentences. I'm proud that you, I forgive you for, and I commit to you. Seven different answers for each of the three sentences, and do it every day for 21 days. Now, each day you can say the same thing you said the day before, but pour into you and know that you are enough. And then, more, most importantly, or, or equally important, reach out to us. Like, we have facilitators who are excited to be your friend, who are excited to be with you, so that you know that you are so not alone. And that's the one thing the teens go into a space of believing that they're alone more than anyone. And they isolate themselves. They close their bedroom doors. They shut down. You are not alone, and we want to be with you. So to reach out to our facilitators, let us spend time with you. You know, come visit us. We do workshops. Lisa,
0: you're such an amazing voice. I'm curious. I'm curious what's next. I heard TV show. (laughs) I don't know if there's another book being birthed. I don't know. Share. (laughs) Tell us. What's going on?
1: Um, Well, you know, I said to you earlier that my community kind of lets me know what they want next. And I really listen to my community. So my community is saying another book. Uh, so I, you can expect another book from me. I believe that we'll do a no matter what series, um, celebrating my relationships no matter what, how to take relationships to the next level, celebrating my health no matter what. Um, so it'll be particular, you know, um, standing in my teen power no matter what, while committed to teens. So I believe we'll do a series um, as the market wants different conversations. I will provide those. I'll be doing. I'll do television. And the television show that I'll do is um, centered around uh, turning breakdowns into breakthroughs. So it'll be about a woman or uh, a mother, daughter, mother, son, husband, wife, who uh, are going through something and they need a breakthrough. And I'll help to facilitate the breakthrough in their relationships or individually around self-esteem, weight, um, being a doormat to other people, getting through a difficult time in a relationship. So... TV is coming, books are coming. I'll always do live seminars, I'll always do them. Uh, so expect that, come out and visit us, be in the room, experience transformation firsthand. And then I'll do a lot of international work, no matter what has already sold in 21 different foreign languages. So um, so we'll be doing international so work.
0: So here's my last question, Lisa. <laughs> you have the same 24 hours in a day that yep. any one of us does. Yep. How do you make it work? How do you balance it? Do you just yes. have access to a different sort of time than we do? No. I, I know a lot of people, whether it's you know busy moms or you know busy men just trying to make it all work for their families. Yes. How do you make it work? Yes. How do you choose? How do you prioritize? How do you make time for you?
1: Yes. I'm glad you said that, because um, I say I have the same 24 hours that you have. I just chose to do something different with mine. Um, I'm a mother. I'm a single mother of a high school student. Um, I set my intention on what I want my day to produce before my day comes. So tonight, I review tomorrow, and I know the outcomes I want to create. Not what I want to be busy with. That's a There's a distinction there. It's not what I want to be busy with, but what I want my outcomes to create. And then I really navigate an outline to help me produce those results that I said I wanted. And some days it's, finishing chapter two and four, some days it's having six interviews, some days it's speaking in front of 10,000 people, and some days it's making a killer you know, vegetable dish and chicken dish for my son. Whatever I want that day to produce the outcome, that's what I navigate myself around. And every day is different for me. And some days I only get 50% done of what I thought I'd get done. But my 50% sometimes is like 150% for someone else. And some of those days it's just about laying in bed with my son. So I look at the be- the end of the day and I say, what do I want to have achieved? And how important is that to me? And then I navigate my day to get it done.
0: And, you know, I'm right in front of you, so I'm feeling your energy and presence. Mm-hmm. You're also very human, and I'm sure you feel fear and doubt. And you go Absolutely. through all of those
1: things as well. So, Absolutely. You're, you know, I think giving people permission to be human. Absolutely. And you said a key thing. Ariane, you said I go through those things. The difference between me and people who get stuck is that when I'm going through a fear storm, a doubt storm, a an anger moment, frustration, smallness, mediocrity, when I'm going through those, cause I do, I, I question Lisa. I do too. <laughs> when I go through them, the difference between you and I and most people is that most people take out real estate in that space of feeling. In doubt, they unpack their Gucci bags and they stay right there in anger and they take out real estate. When I go through it, I go through it. So I feel it, I acknowledge it, I'm with it, I'm present to it. And then I'm going, okay, so now let me get out of this. I don't wanna stay here. And so I have every emotion that every other person has. But I think what I'm committed to, and I believe what you're committed to, is to do just that, go through it, and get to the other side.
0: Well, I'm gonna end on this one thing. What is the belief that you go to during times of
1: change in your own life? That it's my birthright. It's my birthright to be happy. It's my birthright to be joyful. It's my birthright to have abundance, bring tears to my eyes. That no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, it is my birthright. Because I was born, because I'm a child of God, I have the right to healthy love, healthy life, healthy people. It's my right. And now it's just time to go get it. And Lisa, we thank
0: you and acknowledging you for stepping big in the world and just taking all your experience and really just touching a lot of people's lives, even people you have no idea. I know that it's millions and millions and millions more to come. Thank you. Thank you for being a
1: change agent as well. Of course.
0: Lisa's book is No Matter What, Nine Steps to Living the Life You Love. For more information about Lisa, her work, her work with teenagers as well, her upcoming speaking tour, she's been on a whirlwind tour, not only in this country, but around the world, please visit her website at nomatterwhattoday.com. You can also check her out in The Secret and Chicken Soup for the African Soul. And for more incredibly interesting, inspiring interviews with change agents, please be sure to check us out as well at first30days.com. Thanks for listening.